Hey, what's going on, everybody? I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. You're listening to Wicked Sources, the podcast. I'm your host, Mike, broadcasting live from Los Angeles. Every week, I bring you news information that could affect you, including alternative products that can bring a little comfort to your life. For our awesome culture and community of smokers, vapors, stoners, and all-around hippies, if you like what you hear and you want to stick around, consider subscribing. Before I begin today's podcast, I want to shout out my sponsor, Anchor.fm. If you've ever wondered about starting a podcast, now is the best time. Anchor.fm allows you to record, add music, transitions, and so much more. They'll even help you distribute your podcast to multiple platforms, all automatically. Anchor.fm. Try it today. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Today, we're going to talk about the legalization of marijuana. I've been following this story for the last year or so as we've been watching more and more bills be proposed and as we watch more and more states commit to the change. This this is something I saw and it has me concerned, as I imagine many others might be as well. So this was released on September 21st. It says, Amazon says, time has come for U.S. to legalize marijuana. We're going to dive into this article, naturally, but... I want to express my concern, like, why now? Even when I heard about decriminalization federally, I questioned, why now? Could it be that the country is in desperate need of tax dollars, and this is a great consumable product that people will want to continue to consume? Or could it very well be that we're heading into tough times as a country, and now is a great time to keep everybody distracted, dulled down, and just overall stoned. Now, don't get me wrong, I do consume weed. I love it just as much as the next guy, but I can't help but question these things. Why now? So, though I understand there are probably many different facets to it, I understand that the government will use aspects like, well, they're Many people who were wrongfully uh, uh, wrongfully indicted for uh, criminal charges uh, in terms of cannabis, even for small amounts. I mean, it's great that they're admitting to that, but at the same time, the acknowledgement alone should be, suffice. I mean, we have many states that have um, made changes over the years. California alone. We had made it medical in 96, and by 2005 and 2006, a decade later, there was many, many shops popping up. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it have been prudent at that time to say, hey, you know what? We have put a lot of very, very small of, uh, offense-related uh, people in jail their small offenses of using cannabis or having cannabis or maybe distributing small amounts of cannabis, maybe we should reconsider their sentences. But no, it didn't happen back then. They waited another 15 years to begin having discussions about it. State laws are always going to vary compared to federal laws. If a state can automatically decide we're going to go medical and make it available to the public through doctor recommendations, it would have been 
nearly as easy to go over old cases and see, well, this person was put in because they had, you know, an eighth of weed on them and they went off to jail for like five years for possession of marijuana or three years. That, you know, that is, I feel, a small thing that they could have done even back then. But no, they waited 15 years. So I ask a very simple question. Why now? Why is it relevant now that they take these drastic actions? I'm not complaining. I just question where is it coming from and what's the, uh, what's the benefit to do this now? After all, we've had many, many people who have been sent to prison uh, for short periods of time and long periods of time, depending on the case relating to cannabis. But oftentimes they go in fairly innocent. But if they've spent five years in prison, the environment they were in inevitably changed them. And so to bring them back out to everyday life would be very, very difficult. And we've seen that here in California as a result, too. Um, Gavin Newsom, our governor, over the course of two years has been releasing more and more prisoners under the idea that, you know what, these are um, drug offenses. They shouldn't be in jail. Let's release them. But they aren't the same people they were when they went in. And when they come out to a world that has drastically changed, what tools are we giving them? How are we enabling their success when they come back out here? Oftentimes, the answer is nothing. We're not giving them much of anything when they come back out. And we have seen uh, what that looks like here in Los Angeles and Southern California. We have seen that the homeless population has gotten worse. Among them are, in fact, inmates that have been released early. So I don't know what the rest of the country looks like in terms of uh, these cases and what other states might be doing, but this is uh, important aspects that I have to look at and I have to consider. So let's dive into this article. Amazon is calling on the U.S. government to legalize marijuana, saying it is urgent. It is urging Congress to pass federal legislation and catch up with the growing number of states that have decriminalized cannabis use. The commerce giant also said that screening job applicants for cannabis makes it hard for the company, the nation's second biggest private employer, to expand its workforce. We strongly believe the time has come to reform the nation's cannabis policy, and we are committed to helping lead the effort. Wow. It's because they need more workers? That is, it's, it sounds like it's coming from a place of selfish desire not because it's the right thing to do. Naturally, as human beings, this is where we all operate from, isn't it? Today's status quo is unfair and unattainable. The difficulty for companies in creating cannabis rules for workers, given the discrepancy between federal law and local statutes. Connecticut, in June, became the 19th state to legalize the recreational use of marijuana. Most Americans support a similar policy in their state, according to a poll. Amazon is lobbying for the medical marijuana, forgive me, Amazon is lobbying for the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act of 2021, a House bill that would end the federal ban on marijuana. The company also supports the recently introduced Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act, a similar bill proposed in the Senate. 
pre-employment marijuana testing disproportionately impacts people of color and acts as a barrier to employment. We found that elim- uh, eliminating pre-employment testing for cannabis allows us to expand our applicant pool. Amazon earlier this month said it was hiking its average starting wage from $18 for 125,000 uh, new hires in transportation and warehouse positions. The wage hike came as many employers struggle to hire new workers among this labor shortage. Amazon has opened more than 250 warehouses, sorting centers, regional air hubs, and delivery stations in the U.S. so far this year and will open more than 100 buildings in September alone. According to the company, it's hired more than 450,000 people in the U.S. since the start of the pandemic and currently employs 750,000 hourly workers across the U.S. God damn, that is a lot of jobs. All in all, it sounds like to me that they want to be able to hire more people. I'll be honest with you, if you're trying to pass a screening, consider Quick Fix Plus. But for even Amazon to be supporting or introducing bills sounds um, a little concerning. I mean, I didn't know companies can just approach Congress and be like, hey, we have this bill we want to propose to you guys, and you guys can debate over it and then you know, try to pass it. Um, ultimately, the lobbying from big corporations and the, and the dollars that they invest are so massive, uh, I feel that um, they're the ones that get the laws passed. It's not necessarily Congress that gets the laws passed. And to whose benefit, ultimately? As I said, um, it's very difficult to understand where all this is coming from. It's uh, I do get that much of the nation, individual states, are finding their own ways to legalize it. But we have that power. We always have. But why now? I suspect a part of that has to do with the fact that many states are um, running into deficits. They need more money. And this is something they can tax. But I assure you right now, when we compare it to California's numbers in terms of taxation, annually, the legal stores bring in about $3 billion dollars where the black market brings in $12 billion annually. That's a huge gap. That's 400%. So the overtaxation of cannabis to increase the, um, the, the, the amount of money a, a state can bring in um, is not going to be as large as they're hoping. Ultimately, it would have to depend on how they want to deal with the black market, which is thriving and isn't going to go anywhere anytime soon as long as they're consumers. When you walk into a dispensary here, a legal one or a recreational shop, the fact that you're paying 30 to 35% tax on a consumable product like cannabis is insane. And where does that money go? This is something that I've been really, really curious about. And uh, I understand that oftentimes all of this money being generated it isn't really properly allocated. Um, there's constant issues with funding in this state. As large as we are, the fifth largest economy in the world, and with as much tech as we have here, where is the money going? We have seen it in varying other projects as well. They say that this will increase the amount of money that the state can have to be able to 
afford to pay for many other things. But um, at the end of the day, I just don't see it. I don't see it being used in a sensible manner. For another example I can give you is we were trying to build a bullet train here from Los Angeles to San Francisco, and that project is still not finished, and we are way over budget. Last time I checked, companies that bid for these projects have to bid and win that bid, showing that they can do the job within the amount they're bidding. But when they run out of money and ask for more money, we just give it to them because they're halfway through or whatever the case, and we don't want to have an unfinished project that is of this size and scope. But what happened just a year or two ago, they decided, you know what, it's not going to stop, you know, we're not going to build it to San Francisco since we're on a, um, on a budget crunch. It's going to stop at Bakersfield. Well, newsflash. Nobody's trying to go to Bakersfield. More than likely, a lot of people who are trying to get out of Bakersfield will find an easier way to make it to L.A. and more power to them. I don't have a big issue with that. I have a big issue with the fact that the money's not being spent and allocated proper, uh, properly. The same would be said about how much tax revenue would be gained from these cannabis laws going into place. Where is it going to go? What is it going to fund? And who's going to oversee it? Are, are any of us really going to benefit from overpaying these types of taxes for cannabis? This is the reason why the black market exists and it, it is thriving. It's thriving because legal marijuana and the overtaxation as a plan is failing. That's the bottom line. It's a failure. So if we can find a common ground and maybe bring the taxation a little bit lower, perhaps it would make a little more sense for everybody to actually buy from a dispensary. Perhaps if we can dial back some of the regulation and allow small businesses to participate again in cannabis, that would be good for everybody. Over the course of the two to three years since the, um, since the recreational laws passed here in California, um, more people who had legitimate businesses in the cannabis industry had gone under completely or moved over to the black market because at one point they were a legal business. And after this new law, due to the very strict regulations, they're now considered not a legal business. So what are, what are they to do? I mean, I've seen the same thing in the Emerald Triangle where cultivation had been prominent for the last 30, 40 years. These are farmers who built their lives on, can uh, on cannabis cultivation. And when the laws were in their favor, they were actually thriving. Well, now, for those same farmers up in the Triangle and in the Humboldt County areas, they're being told they can't operate, that they need a different facility. They're being told they need new licenses. Well, in order to be compliant, some of these people need a lot of money that they don't have. They were compliant before, but they're not compliant anymore. So the bigger picture here becomes great. Amazon is asking to get this law changed and decriminalize it nationwide because they're 
they're having trouble hiring people due to um, cannabis screenings. I can tell you right now that there are many people who can get past those screenings. I guarantee you there are Amazon drivers and Amazon workers who still smoke weed and were able to get that job. I don't believe what they're saying to be true. I feel that there might be something much deeper, or at least their interests might be much more nefarious than um, meets the eye. Of course, it's speculation, and we will see, but we've already pushed out lots of mom-and-pop businesses out of this industry. And it's looking like we're paving the road to legalization to allow giant conglomerates like Amazon to take over. You heard it here first. I may be wrong, but the chances are much more likely that they'll become participants in this industry rather than not, especially when the federal laws will be more in their favor. Big business will come with a wall of money never before seen if it's federally legalized. Now, are there positives to this? Of course. Naturally, there are going to be some positive things. People will be released from prison, and I pray for them that our government will give them the proper tools and abilities to maintain a decent life once they do get out. At the same time, on the flip side, there are also negatives that I see, and that's, um, that's the taxation. That's the misappropriation of funds. These are our tax dollars, after all. Where are they going? What are they going to do with this money? How are we, the people, going to benefit from it? So what are your thoughts? I'm going to end it there. I'll catch you guys on the next one.